What's up, tribe? Welcome to The Entourage Effect, the smartest podcast in cannabis. My name is Monica Bazette, also known as Green Wizard. And I'm Tony Canelaria, also known as Tony Terpene. Welcome to our first episode where we're going to be going over 13 of the most frequently asked questions in cannabis and giving our own approach, our own answers to it. For our first episode, we are sitting in a blanket fort that Tony has constructed to try to isolate the sound, make it best. So um, we're excited to see how this goes. How are you feeling about this? You excited? I am so excited to finally share educational information to the world because cannabis education needs to flourish in the world and that way it's normalized. We've been talking about doing a podcast for a while and we've been very passionate about learning more about cannabis, getting the information together and sharing it with the world and personally I'm really excited that we are jumping on board with this and we have a more long form way of sharing the information on Anytime we need to explain it. And I don't have to be self-conscious about my hair. <laughs> That's true. So we can drink coffee, mm. smoke some... Be like in pajamas and you guys wouldn't even know. Exactly. So let's drink <laughs> some coffee, smoke some cannabis, and answer some questions. I hear that, dude. All right. So the first question, which I think is pretty fitting to get the ball rolling. Tony, mm-hmm. what is cannabis? Mm. That's a loaded question. The short answer is... It's the scientific name for weed. Perfect. That makes quite a bit of sense. Long answer, it's a plant that we've been using for a long time. Usually when we say cannabis, we're talking about the the buds that we smoke. But Although it does refer to the full plant. But we are going to talk... Monica will explain later about cannabis, sativa, and, and hemp. But before <laughs> she explains that... We're going to go on to the next question, which is, is cannabis addictive or a gateway drug? All right. So, um, cannabis, like all good things in life, food, um, sex, etc., can be addictive, especially if you have an addictive personality. (laughs) So, I believe it's like 8 or 9% of the population who tries cannabis is capable of becoming addicted to it. What's a lot more common, though, is emotional dependence, which means that, uh, for example, if you were to deprive this person of cannabis, they might be a little moody, they might, um, you know, wish they could consume it, but they won't be experiencing those pretty horrible withdrawal effects that we hear about from harder drugs that are a lot more addictive. In terms of the uh, the gateway drug part of the question, it's actually not a gateway drug. Studies have proven, in fact, that it's actually the opposite, an exit drug, if anything, to the point where, and this is pretty exciting, some rehab centers are starting to use cannabis as an exit drug, one, to help, uh, to help patients recover and get through that awful withdrawal process. If you've ever heard of Corova's 1,000 milligram black bar, that was actually um, created to help people suffering from opiate addictions who were with experiencing the withdrawal process, and that could basically knock them out, sedate them through that multiple day process. Um, so yeah, studies have shown that uh, it's an exit drug and it can help not only get through the withdrawal process, but reduce the use of the other hard drugs. What a relief. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> so. 
next question. What is the difference between cannabis and hemp? That's a good question. Technically, the only difference is the way in which they're grown and intended to be used. So both are from the same technical genus and species, which we call cannabis sativa. Um, what we call cannabis or marijuana, weed, pot, etc., it refers to the cannabis sativa that's been bred for mainly its potency and THC count. On the flip side of the coin, there's hemp, which is um, bred with trace amounts of THC. I believe that the determining uh, amount is a maximum of, a maximum of 0.3% THC. And it has a more uh, industrial use, ranging from house insulation, nutrition, there's making cosmetics, fuel, paper, rope, paint, textile. It's a great alternative to plastic, which is more biodegradable, more sustainable. The list really goes on and on. Cool. Cool. <laughs> but um, I'm really excited to see as stigmas, you know, start to fade, hemp being more implemented in society. It's already pretty greatly implemented, but it's definitely going to become more so in the years to come. Yay. But moving on, um, <coughs> Tony, uh, can you explain kind of your perspective? Uh, is recreational cannabis different from medical cannabis? I know we hear the two terms, but it's not always obvious what that what that difference is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the The difference between okay, so all cannabis cannabis is medicine, like cough syrup is medicine. Uh, you can use cough medicine recreationally if you will, but at the end of the day, it's still medicine. Now, legally, there are to abuse medicine or not. There now exactly legally now legally there are uh, some legal there are differences legally in the dispensary. The differences in milligrams of THC. So you have edibles that are for recreational, so everyone without a medical recommendation, they can only get uh, edibles that are 115 milligrams or below. If you have your medical card, you can get edibles that have higher serving size, so anywhere from 116 to 500,000. 500,000? Well, from 500 to 1,000, depending okay. on, uh, and every state varies between gotcha. uh, between the between what's medical and what's recreational. And we'll definitely touch more on laws varying from state to state in other podcasts. But so you're basically saying that um, the amount of THC is the difference? The amount of allotted THC? Yes. Per state. Okay. Perfect. Got it. So uh next question. What can cannabis treat? Oh, gosh. Um, all right. I mean, the limited science we have based on, you know, legalization factors. Um, but that science already shows that cannabis is capable of treating almost everything under the sun, just hundreds of ailments and different symptoms, uh, mainly because, among other things, it affects our autonomous nervous system, which is responsible for controlling our heart rate, our breathing, our temperature, basically all of our main bodily functions that we perform on our own without conscious thought. So we do without thinking, without having to think about it. Um, t 
To name a few, though, to give you an example, some common issues that cannabis can treat, uh, glaucoma, asthma, chronic pain, inflammation, anxiety, the list goes on and on. There are hundreds. Uh, I implore you to check them out if you are more interested in that. Um, but speaking of all these awesome medical, you know, terms, ailments that can be treated, what is the best way to use cannabis medicinally? Yes. Uh, okay. The, so everybody's different. The medicinally using cannabis as a edible or sublingual or even suppository is the most medicinal way to, to use it. Smoking can be medicinal for certain people, but it's highly recommended that if you're going to use cannabis as true medicine, you should be eating it. You should be, uh, the thing is THC is a neuroprotectant and, um, the, and a anti-inflammatory when ingested as an edible or as a sublingual or as a suppository and everyone's different and everyone needs to use figure out how to use cannabis in uh whatever whatever way helps them but um you kind of got to figure that out according to yourself do you mind if i add on something to that yeah personally uh for my you know medicinal needs which we'll talk about another time too I personally think that smoking is very effective. I like, uh, I appreciate the immediate effect that it gives me. However, I heard, I wish I remember who it was, but a certain science, cannabis scientist I was hearing speak explained that for the medical range of benefits, uh, smoking cannabis is as effective as hydrating yourself by opening your mouth to the sky and catching raindrops. Uh, so not very effective, whereas in sublingual methods, so under your tongue, or uh, suppository methods, you'll get uh, that broader range of benefits, which not necessarily everybody needs, but are there. Anything you wanted to add to that, Tony? Anything else? No, no. No? All right. Um, and what does it feel like to be high on cannabis? What does that cannabis high feel like? Um, well, ca- cannabis highs vary um, depending on strain and potency and ingestion method Mm -hmm. some highs will make you feel energized and alert while others will relax you and maybe put make you feel sleepy um some may give you a burst of creativity if it all varies okay um gotta find your strain um is smoking the only option no, I love telling people that a lot of people are uh, turned away from cannabis because they think, you know, smoking is the only option. And uh, that can scare a lot of people who don't necessarily want to inhale smoke or for any other reason. There's actually a ton of different ingestion methods, to name a few uh, edibles, you know, familiar with, drinkables, there's patches, there's lotions, suppositories, pills. You have hard candies and mints you can dissolve sublingually under your tongue. There's really so many options out there right now. Uh, You can even get, like, infused water. It's really crazy, but there are so many different options. You don't have to stick to smoking. You don't have to stick to one particular one. Really, just whatever works best for you. My favorite option is vaginally. (laughs) Not for yourself, though, right? Um, (laughs) I would assume since you are male. 
<coughs> there's even, excuse me, um, yeah, there's even bath bombs or bath salts if you want to take a nice infused bath. Um, that's a really lovely option you can take. Um, but yeah, um, do I need to feel high to be getting the benefits of cannabis? Oh, this is a great one. No, you, you, you can't feel very high if that's the benefit you're looking for, or not high at all if that's a benefit you're looking for. The fact of the matter just remains that the, how high you are isn't an indication of how medicinally effective it is. While that's one part of the medicinal benefit that you may or may not be seeking, if you aren't super high, that doesn't mean that the medicine isn't working. It probably still is working great, regardless. One cool way to use cannabis without getting high is uh, lotions and topicals. Mm-hmm. The they don't the THC doesn't seep into your bloodstream. So if you're going to be tested, or if you're just trying to avoid psychoactivity and experience benefits from cannabis, this could be a really cool way to do it yeah the awesome thing is a lot of people don't want to get high they don't want that high effect and there are so many components in cannabis that are medicinal without getting you high that you that's totally an option as well which i personally think is really exciting a lot of people are getting really excited about that especially lately with you know cbd getting more normalized popularized on the market cool next question do strains really matter? Oh my goodness, totally. Strains do matter, especially when you're knowing that you are getting a strain that is what it says it is. Um, but strains contain different components that give you a different, uh, yeah, that give you a different feeling from it, that give off a different smell, taste, range of medicinal benefits. For example, we have some that are super energizing. Uh, there are some that are super relaxing and sedative, some that smell floral, some that smell like gasoline. Um, so yeah, I mean, strains absolutely matter. It's important for you to find strains that you react well to, know what strains you maybe don't react so well to. Definitely important. I think terpenes matter more. Terpenes absolutely as well, though. Once you get to know really what components of the cannabis you react to best that's even more helpful for you and we'll teach you in some other podcasts how to uh navigate those waters better jumping into edibles because we talked about that tiny bit earlier um how long do they usually take to kick in that's something i hear asked a lot usually anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours depends on the edible depends on your metabolism it depends on the extraction method the quality of the food how well how you react to the quality of the food um for me mints work really i don't know if you consider mints a sublingual or an edible but i feel like if you consider them both well like i use mints as a edible because i eat and then swallow a mint so it medicates my food Mm -hmm. and my tummy (laughs) um and that can work for me with usually within 30 minutes. But definitely go slow and steady until you've passed mm-hmm. the two-hour mark. And then, you know, if you're still not high enough, you can try it. another dose. <laughs> I've noticed when I eat edibles, like like a brownie, it'll take two hours. 
compared to like a mint for which for definitely me works like lollipops or things that tend to dissolve more in your mouth around your gums under your tongue I feel like those hit me like literally like between five and 30 minutes but you're right like when it's more of an edible uh anything that you know closer to 45 minutes to two hours anything that has to travel through your liver through your blood it's gonna get metabolized is gonna take kind of a minute Mm -hmm. or 30 (laughs) or two hours 60 120 uh next question has also has to do with edibles what is the starting dose for edibles oh my god so this question i've heard all over the place i have heard that the starting edible dose is 50 milligrams i've heard 15 milligrams i've heard 5 milligrams and you guys might be surprised but the technical answer is 2.5 milligrams now for some of you guys that's going to seem absurdly low i know some of you guys can probably take 400 milligrams and not feel a thing some people can take five milligrams and have a really, really scary, hard, terrifying trip. Uh, so I'd say if you've never tried an edible before, you don't know your your tolerance to it, you don't know how your body reacts to it, I would start with 2.5 milligrams. I know it sounds small, but you know, you can always work up from there and be sure, remember the 30 minutes to two hours, don't, you know not feel anything for five minutes, eat a bunch, and then, you know, we know how that finishes. (laughs) We've all been there, I think. Um, Last question for the night, uh, or for the day, wherever you are. Uh, What's the best way to store cannabis? Uh, Cannabis is only natural enemy is heat, time, and... Oxygen? Oxygen, yeah, correct. So best way to Sunlight. keep your cannabis fresh is in glass in a cool dark dry place avoid plastic plastic will suck up terpenes yeah it'll just suck off all those trichomes and good things it's not the best way to preserve a cannabis so yeah glass anyway that is all 13 of the questions that we have for you today thank you so much for joining us this has been a really fun first episode in my opinion what do you think tony yeah definitely we hope that we've been able to answer some of these questions for you we're gonna go definitely more in depth on all of these topics to come personally i'm really looking forward to it so until next time and stay elevated friends